0: Liquor Talk, new episode, starts now. Welcome on, welcome everybody to another edition of Liquor Talk. These are the final rounds. This is the second of the last final round before we bring you the season finale next week. And I want to give a quick word to our sponsor. We got all this in store coming up with the ladies from the On The Cloud podcast. Coming up! But before we get to them, we got to give a word to our sponsor. Sponsoring this episode is of Liquor Talk. It's presented to you by Before They Can Kill Me. Before They Kill Me, a premonition by Dewan J, a spoken word series that covers all kind of issues that we deal with in the Black community. Topics ranging from police harassment to the N-word, all the social media tra- thirst traps, and everything in between, all in anticipation for his album dropping this fall. But Before They Kill Me, the premonition, a spoken word series presented by Dewan J. Thank you to him for sponsoring all the episodes this month. And also sponsoring the final rounds, ladies and gentlemen, get your drinks ready. Coming down from the cloud, these ladies are podcasting out of Michigan, joining us, having joining us, having a round with the boss today. They are the ladies of the On the Cloud po- On the Cloud Podcast. It's Frick, it's Frank, it's Keisha and How you ladies doing
1: tonight? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good, good. How are you? That was a Nothing nice introduction.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, yes. you know what I'm
2: saying? I, I you welcome
0: <laughs> to come on, you know what I'm saying? Because because I've, I've been on some podcasts, they they have okay introductions, but it's like you got to get them hyped, you know what I'm saying? Because I know they're going to bring the yes. energy, you know what I'm saying? so
2: Yay.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, like I said, I thank you ladies for coming on tonight, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we wrap, we closing up season three, so I definitely appreciate y'all for just hopping yes. on. Congrats. Thank yes, you, thank so
1: you, exciting. thank you. So tell the people a little about y'all podcast, On the Cloud. Well, On the Cloud podcast started with Keisha and I um, during COVID time. So we went to college together. That's how we met. Became best friends, close. And I called Keisha, told her that I really wanted to do a podcast. And she said the same thing. And we just got straight to business, started looking up what we needed for our podcast and what we wanted it to be about. And so um our podcast is all about on the cloud. So talking about adulthood and then transitioning from college to real life and talking about topics that a lot of people may not cover in day to day and some topics that people do talk about. So we just try to have a podcast where everybody's welcome and feel comfortable, like they're part of who we are, part of our friendship.
2: And if you want to know what cloud stands for, um, C is for classy, L is for loyal, O is for official, U is for unforgettable, and D is for dope. And just basically we just want to share experiences, be really, really creative, have that creative speech, and kind of get to know our clouds, our listeners, um, when we're doing our podcast as well. So thanks for having us on.
0: I appreciate y'all. That's very interesting. So so how did y'all make the decision that, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just get started with this podcast?
2: Mm, i said I don't know. I, I never had, a like, thought about having a podcast at all, like, growing up or in college or just it never was a thought. But, like, connecting with Kia and going to college and both having, like, my major advertising public relations. Her major was multimedia journalism. So she knew a little bit more than me about podcasting. So literally, like what Frick said was we just came together during COVID and made it happen from there.
0: Now I hate to call y'all this, but I know some people <laughs> from the Black Podcasting Club Club will call y'all um pandemic podcasters. I'm like, dog. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, they they call people a pandemic podcasts because people started a podcast because of the pandemic. But I'm like but it sounds like to me that y'all are more than just people that just started a podcast because of the pandemic.
2: Yeah. yeah. I
1: feel like, you know, we started our podcast because we wanted the world to like share something of what we were going through. Like, we both had two different journeys graduating from college, and we wanted to share that with the world. And then also to just give people a space to feel comfortable and like welcomed. And so that was, that was like our main reason, you know.
2: Yeah, we definitely want to inform our audience and just whoever's listening, whether like some of our topics are fun topics, um, real life topics, and informative topics. So
0: that's real. That's real. That's real. And also, one time from Michigan, because I had a podcast on from Michigan last week. And now I got to see you, beautiful ladies from Michigan, as well <laughs> on this week. So Shout out to y'all, state man. You know what I'm saying. Hey. I, I know it gets cold. I know it storms in the winter time. You know what I'm saying, but hey, y'all come on down to Florida if y'all want to. But-
2: oh, you, <laughs> you know. in Be there,
1: right?
0: <laughs> yes, I'm in Florida where it storms during the summer, but hey, during the winter time, it ain't it ain't all snowy and stuff. hmm okay. So, what college y'all representing?
2: Grand Valley State Grand Valley.
0: Okay, shout out to Grand Valley State. oh Wait,
2: well, sure. you got two colleges? Yes,
1: and you them, they're Dearborn.
0: <laughs> yep. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, shout out to your colleges. Shout out to your colleges. Y'all already know I'm a y'all already know I'm a Famu Rattler over here. You know what I'm saying so. You know, and you know what's funny is I've known I know people from Michigan that came to Famu. I'm like, wow, y'all came all the way from Michigan to come to Tallahassee. Wow.
1: Yes, people trying to get out of Michigan. <laughs> that's, that's the goal.
0: Yeah, right. I, I understand you want to get out of Michigan, but that's like. Uh, like a good thousand a couple thousand miles away from home though yeah but that's real though that's real um so tell me what like is if, if y'all had to do start y'all podcast all over again what would y'all do differently
2: hmm. what would we do differently let me think
1: I think that one of the things I would say that we would do differently is that we will look more into other people who have podcasts um, and like reach out and make connections with them first and truly see, you know, what we need to do to get our podcast started or to keep it growing. I think that like we're learning that as we're going through it now, but that could have been something that we started to do from the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I do agree. Cause we did just think about it and just kind of go with the flow and we did it our own way. Like we didn't, yeah. really, it was like any other podcasters as like a way to kind of learn. We just kind of went through it through our process. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I just feel like I know that we started during the pandemic. So I know like a lot of networking opportunities and different events and things like that. I would have felt that we would have did more of that if I would have started it all over again, just from the beginning off top. Mm-hmm. So, that's
0: real. That's real. Honestly, I feel like that's a lot of us. We just start the podcast and we just go with it. You know what I'm saying? We, hey, we're here. We just go with it, figure out how to keep going. You, you learn as you go, you know what I'm saying? But the important thing is, you actually got started, you know what I'm saying? And you're not just sitting there in limbo, like, I want to get started. Or some people, they just, like, they procrastinate. They'll just sit there, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get started today. Next day, sure. This the next day. Next month from now. Look up a whole year to gone by. Where your podcast at?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So what would y'all tell people that are looking to start a podcast? Because I'll be hearing a lot from a lot of those people as well. They'll be in the little podcasting groups, like, Hey, I'm looking to start a podcast or I don't have a podcast like, what would you tell those people looking to start a podcast?
2: For me, I'll just say just do it because only because that like when we started, you know, a lot of people feel that they can't start a certain business or a certain thing depending on like funds or like other things, but for us, we just we just took that risk and did it regardless of like finances or things that we had in the beginning. So, if it's something that you really really want to do, and like you're motivated to do it and you have the time for it, I say just do it.
1: Yeah, and to piggyback off of that, I would also say um, to truly know like what is your, what your goal is or like what's going to make your podcast stand out from the other podcast because it could be where you're talking about the same topic as another podcast, but what makes you stand out? What makes people want to say, hey, I want to tune into their podcast? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something to just take into consideration when they're about to start. And if they're looking to do a podcast with someone or, like, a group, to know that that's truly who you want to do it with. Like, when I asked Keisha to do this podcast, I knew that we were going to be good together. So i say, like, that's something else to pay attention to.
0: Yes, you definitely have to know who you want to do your podcast with, you know what I'm saying? So And luckily y'all had the benefit of knowing each other, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the days when I had, then I had an open invite, and it was just, you know what I'm saying? It, just, it was whoever showed up at the time. But, you know, I will say that person did step up to the plate, you know what I'm saying? They were good good for the time, you know what I'm saying? The people that stepped up, mm-hmm. they were good for the time. But I definitely think if I would have known what I know now, I would definitely did a whole lot differently. So I totally feel mm-hmm.
2: y'all. Yeah. And do more research. I'll say just research more about podcasting and, like, what it is or whatever – you know, to anybody who ever want to start one, definitely do research, definitely reach out. Don't be afraid to find like a mentor or something um, to help you throughout the process.
0: That's real. That's definitely real. And I definitely say reach out to people because, hey, what I've learned is other podcasters, they listen to you and they will help you out. They will reach out to yeah. you. So, yeah, they I've will. had plenty of podcasters put me on game about different little things. So, I definitely appreciate that. So, you so <laughs>
2: I said you you put us on game today. This is like a new stream right? <laughs> right.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We try, you know what I'm saying? See, so you put people on game, you don't even realize it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the theme for y'all second season cuz I was checking out one of y'all episodes. Why? Let's let's talk about that. Why do y'all think black people don't go to therapy? Um,
2: I would say like a lot of family um, like it depends on like your family, what you kind of did growing up. I know like for my family, they didn't really believe in therapy as much. Um, and I noticed that a lot in like the black community, but also I think people don't go because they think like it's too expensive or like whether or not their insurance is gonna cover it. So it's multiple reasons why, but especially in the black community, I feel that that's something we struggle with the most.
1: Yeah, and um, also, I think, like, another reason is just because, like, of the stigma behind it from history and, you know, black people saying, like, that they don't need therapy, they just need to pray about it. And so I think that that's the biggest thing that um, stops people from wanting to go to therapy. And then I think another reason could possibly just be because people are scared, like, they don't want to uncover the trauma and the different things that they've been going through in their life because they've been so used to just keeping it to themselves or, not really like talking about it and so that could stop people from even wanting to go to it or experience it
2: mm-hmm. definitely agree
0: yeah that's real i definitely agree with that i, I just feel like that we definitely need to change the stigma of every all that's wrong with therapy when the actuality therapy is good it'll help heal you yeah. and stuff and that'll show you areas where you need to grow and it's a, and it's like i'm a strong advocate for it because back in my family days i did go meet with a therapist and having having a, another man to lean on to talk to and mentor you, is it like, it's definitely very helpful, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the ones that had the tough conversations and it's just, it, it was it was beneficial and I definitely appreciate it. So, And also, people, you need to do your research before you buy the insurance policy. Ask them, do mm-hmm. they cover therapy sessions? And if they do, you get it. If not, mm-hmm. then don't pay for it, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's just simple, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Did and you also, probably, pay uh, for it I had a quick question. Did your college pay for it?
0: Yeah, they did. They paid okay. for, like, 12 free sessions, and if mm-hmm. you go, like, once a week, then they'll cover you for the whole semester.
2: Okay. So they mm-hmm. gave us,
0: like, 12 sessions each semester, so.
2: Oh, okay. That's so
0: good. I think I think they gave you six in the summertime as well, so it's like, they made sure you were covered, so. And plus, I was getting to a point, I, I started going every two weeks just to make sure I was good, you know what I'm saying, I didn't use them all up, so. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, and and that also contributes to our main topic tonight which we will get to a little later, um because it's just so many times people think praying is the situation. No, you know what they say: faith without work is dead. You know, what I'm saying you can't just pray. You gotta, you gotta do more than just praying. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Take that action.
0: Yes, that action. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead and pull up another round, you know what I'm saying? And go ahead and tip whoever making your drink for you. If you made yourself a damn good drink, tip yourself, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because you're going to need some liquor because the more you drink, I promise you, the better I sound. Because we got a lot of topics to talk about. So ladies, did y'all see the new Space Jam movie?
2: Not yet. No, (laughs) but I've heard
1: so many comments on it.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Well, since y'all haven't seen it, um, based on the comments y'all been hearing, would you say the old one's better or the new one's better based on everything y'all been hearing?
2: The old one. Yeah, of course the old one. I did hear a lot of good comments saying like it's creative, it's a good movie for kids, like something that adults or like our age wouldn't necessarily like, but that's what I've been hearing a lot.
0: Yeah. And what I've realized now, I saw it. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I saw it. But it's like, mm-hmm. after seeing it, I'm like, there are a lot of people who are being harsh critics. That don't, they need to tap in their kid because the movie was made for kids. Y'all judging this like this is going up for Oscar or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like I said, though, I saw it. it like I said I'm not gonna give away too much of it, but it was very creative. You know what I'm saying? So I like the creativity behind it. It was way more creative than the one they had in the 90s, which I understand was on a low budget, but still. yeah. That's the only thing I'll say about it. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah,
1: I'm going to have to watch it
2: like this week. Yeah, me too.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. Now, ladies, I want to get your opinion on social media. We got to shift to social media, and this Mm -hmm. is something a little serious. Why is it that every time you go on social media, it's always a gender war between men and women going back and forth over irrelevant things. Like, oh, he need to pay for this. He need to pay for that. And it's like, and if you say something that you don't agree with, you get called everything but the child of Christ. Like, why <laughs> do people have just so much animosity towards each other on social media?
1: I would say... um, I honestly feel like it's just that it's our world that we live in now and people are just very sensitive about a lot that's said. And I think that with that sensitivity it's when somebody say something, uh, it like makes them like boil. And so I think that females, we're more in a stage of like wanting to stand up for ourselves or making it known of what we want. You know, guys, to know. So I think that that's where it comes from. And then also, guys are just strong heads, so they're going to say what they want to say, regardless of how a female has to say. So I think that's where the war come in. Is more like each side trying to stand up for themselves or voice how the other side should treat them.
2: Mhm. And it, I feel like it's really gotten bad, and like just to the point that it's more like disrespect going on now mm-hmm. just in social media and just making that stigma saying like it's okay um which is I feel like back then it was a little different and it was way more respect between the gender wars but now it's just gotten to the point that it's just all over the place and with just gender wars and social media I'll say social media just makes a big impact on like where we should be or where we should be, or like how we should be living, so that plays a big part as well. So I don't know. Social media just take took over <laughs> completely. It
0: does. It, it, it forces you to just be quiet on certain opinions because it's like mm-hmm. you're you you you're bound to, get to lose followers or have people block you, or it's just you just gonna have your head chopped off for no reason. Like there's some opinions you can have and you just feel stronger about them, but. Sometimes you just got to ask yourself, do you really feel like arguing with people on social media? Have these right. people you ain't never met in your real life yeah. and are not even going to meet in your real life. And y'all sit here arguing with them over the same things over and over again. It's like, why can't people just take that energy and put it into mm-hmm. something good? It's like, don't y'all, don't people know that if we come together and fight together? we'd be unstoppable, but yet y'all want to sit here and fight over $200 dates or who pays what <laughs> in the household or some <laughs> bullshit. Kevin Samuel probably said, you know, why do I still get it?
2: And honestly, I don't know if it's like going to be an easy fix either, just because how much social media has made an impact over the world now.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, it's, the news is just pointless because you'll find it breaking on social media before anything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, also you have to think like that because of social media being so popular nowadays, like everybody's looking at what the celebrities are doing. So however, like they carry their stuff on social media is how everybody else is carrying their stuff on social media. So when they see a celebrity saying something, then they feel like they have that urge to want to like, voice how they feel as well or you know or starting a war about something that they ain't seen with celebrities so i think that that's another reason that social media has just came to like a different um standard or so uh all over the place now
0: yes and it does make sense because you gotta think about these celebrities y'all arguing about and stuff they are way out of some of y'all tax brackets. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let, let's just be honest about it, y'all. Do you think these celebrities are really on social media looking at what y'all got to say? Now, one or two of them might be out there checking to see you and be clapping back, but,
2: but I think a lot honest. of them are looking. I think a lot. I think a lot of them are looking because I feel like a lot of the comments hurts them too, whether it's mm-hmm. like good or negative. Like I do feel that. It's, it's a lot of celebrities like f- paying attention to what's going on too.
0: I mean, yeah, I get that. I get that. They, they're paying attention, but sometimes you just got to, that's why some of them celebrities, they got to have the thicker skin because what I've learned over <laughs> the years is people going to hate on you regardless, no matter what you doing. you always going to have a hater. You know what I'm saying? You always going to have a hater, whether it's on social media, on real life. You know what I'm saying? I I, I could deal with somebody just sitting behind a computer screen just hating because they don't have a life, you know what I'm saying? But it's the yeah. ones that hate in person, them be the hurtful ones. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, this is and Talk. If you don't know, now you know. Once again, shout out to the De- J Jay um, of the Grown Man Logic Podcast for sponsoring this episode. Now, let's talk about dating. You know, why is it so many people want to go above and beyond on dates? And why do so many people have all these different mindsets for a damn budget when it comes to dating <laughs>
1: um, i i never looked at it as like a budget but like again it's the it's social media you know and trying to be as best as the other person next to you like oh and that's how they are rocking that's how they going on a date that's how i want my date to be and i think like Everything is so about what you're wearing, how much you spend in nowadays. and It's not about what they're doing. It's not about the quality of it. It's always about like, oh, how much money you got on here? Like, are you taking me to a five-star restaurant or whatever? And I think that that's why it's so popular now. And, you know, girls and guys, I think that they just want to live up to the expectation that somebody else is doing on social media that may not really be happening they might just be all capping
2: on social media you never know (laughs) yeah (laughs) also just everybody when they when they're when we're dating we're supposed to think like about the future or how we may benefit off of each other as far as like a couple or you know get married i think when we're dating a lot of people in like our generation don't think about the bigger picture they just look at okay what can this person do for me are they going to be able to pay this are they going to be able to do that are they going to be able to take that picture with me for the internet you know like it's different expectations now that i feel like that people have for dating and they're not looking at what we really should be looking at
0: yes mm. and what we should be looking at is is this person good a good person or not like mm-hmm. does this person give me good vibes or bad vibes you know what i'm saying or are they just somebody that you just don't ever want to see again? You know what I'm saying? And too many times, people will settle for somebody who has a lot of money, but take on their bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's just, that the, you find out their bullshit and little things about them while dating if you ask the right questions. But too many times, people are so consumed with, oh, my God, is it is a $200 date? Are we going here? Are we going there? What does it matter? Right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I said, we're gonna go to McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? That's how some people mm-hmm. are acting. They act like a, like Applebee's or some chain restaurant is like McDonald's. I'm like, I'm not saying we're going here, you know what I'm saying? And then they get mad with the ones that say, okay, let's just come over to my place. They'll get mad with that too. So it's like sometimes it's like, ask what the hell y'all want? Because nine times out of ten, if somebody probably say that, they probably can't afford it. They might just be able to afford takeout or something, you know? It's just and it shows me how you feel about a person. If you, if you caring about so much about how, where you going, that tells me one thing, you really don't care about me. You just trying to stunt for the gram or, you know, either stump for the gram or trying to keep up with your friends. And then another question, some of y'all need to ask yourselves, can I afford this? You know what I'm saying? If they can't have it, if they don't have it, can I afford
1: it? You know? hmm Right. Because I feel like with whoever I'm dating, like I want you to treat me right in, and- If you have the money to spend on me, okay, cool. Like, that's cool, but that's not what I'm looking for. I don't care if you buy me these $1,000 shoes. Like, are you treating me right is what I care about type of thing. So I think it's just people don't pay attention to any of that anymore. It's all about how much money you just spent on me at this restaurant. And I'm about to tell all my friends that you just spent this much money on me. Type of thing, but yeah, I think that we gotta get back to the original of like what dating was because we're missing that now, and that's why I think so many people be having
2: relationship problems is because we focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, and then a lot of people in the world don't focus on themselves and really know what they want personally too before they start dating. So they'll they also struggle with trying to find the person that they want and just the things that they want. They don't even know what they want themselves.
0: Yes, that is. It's just you definitely, yeah, you should get to know point. you got to be selfish with um what dating is like because you can't look at you. You're too busy looking at the materialistic things instead of looking at mm-hmm. what's on the inside because you don't know. You can get somebody that will give you everything monetarily, but guess what? They might they might either have somebody on the side Or they might be an abuser. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So there's some very extremes, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it is crazy. Uh, Quick icebreaker for (laughs) y'all. I saw Mm -hmm. this question. How many first dates have y'all been on? Like, and y'all just like, oh my goodness, this is getting ridiculous.
2: You said how many dates?
0: Yeah, how how many many first first dates? And y'all, I saw this question. I was like, hmm, how many first dates have everybody been on their lives?
2: Honestly, for me, a lot of them, I can't even count. I've just been dating lately, just testing the waters to see like, and I do it as a game just to see since I've been in a relationship for a while and I've never been single in like the adult space. So now I'm looking at it as like, okay, I know I don't like that. So I know this might not work or, okay, I like that. But if this person don't have everything on my list, maybe we can work on something. So I look at it as a game more now so i do date more often but i'll say i've been through a lot lately <laughs> lately
1: yeah i say for me it's like i've probably been on like really probably five serious first date type of thing but i'm a person where i'm more of like before i go on this first date i had i already had some type of conversation with you so It's not just like, oh, I'm just going on a date with you to go on a date with you.
2: Um,
1: But I'm becoming more like Keisha and being more open to it now. Like, you know, like, let's go on these first dates. Let's see what's out here. Let's see what's going on. Like, what's what's out here in the world? But yeah, serious dates, probably like five first dates.
2: I swear, I used to be scared to date at first, honestly. But (laughs) then, I mean, you got to see what you want or kind of experience life and see how people are. Right.
0: Yeah. now I got to a point where I was scared to date for a different reason I was scared to go on a first date and then it's like I don't ever hear from this person again that was my reason <laughs> to get scared it's like damn like I'm, I'm getting tired of going on a first date and then the person just ghosts me out of nowhere and then when I'm right, no, like oh my god you just need to grow up I'm like well, I'm, I'm from the South <laughs> you know what I'm saying man. so it's like we have a little bit of respect like hey I'm just not feeling it, and you know what I'm saying? So, like you, Keisha, I've just been on too many first dates to count, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're just going to date and see what happens, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you, you fall down seven, you got to get up eight times, because you don't ever want to look back at life and sit down and be like, what if, what if? So, right. some people who get fed up with dating and just keep trying, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know. That, them The one you don't try might be the one you miss out on. Yeah,
1: yeah and I think, like, even what Keisha said, like, I think sometimes people be just taking it so serious and that's when you be like, I'm fed up, I don't want to do it no more. Like it's the same thing out here. Like you just gotta look at it as like you just enjoying life and if something comes to you that is good and that is meant to be for you, then you will know and you will continue with that person. But until then, just just enjoy life and hey, if that person ain't right, okay, boom. We're not right for each other, keep it moving and don't look back.
2: They do deserve an understanding, or yeah. I, I would tell you, like, I've been on so many first dates, and after the first date, I know it wouldn't work. I'll just tell the person up front, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like this is not and gonna work. Respect. I respect that. You, know, <laughs>
0: that. you just say up front that it's not gonna work. I respect that it's like it's gonna be it's gonna suck because I'm gonna think, damn, she pretty as hell, it could have worked, but like, <laughs> right. this is what it is, just on to the next one because and just and also before you get to that next one you got to make sure you've healed, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you might get hurt mm-hmm. by that because sometimes we might be thinking, "Oh, it went this way," but in reality, it went another way, so it didn't go how you wanted to heal and know it and sometimes people can get tired of that and they'll take out those, those emotions out on the next person they date. And that's not fair to them.
2: Yes, yeah,
0: not. You know how to I need y'all to be fully healed before dating ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Like, because if you are the date will go by faster, the date will go by good.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is look at talk. Remember, mm-hmm. the more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead and get that, get your drinks pulled up if you have done so already. And if you don't drink, and if you're 420 friendly, go ahead and roll it up. If you Woo! don't do either one of those things, do something that make you feel comfortable. You, you know what I'm saying? So do y'all drink? Yeah,
2: I'm yeah. I ain't got one right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Y'all> right. <good. laughs>
0: So what's your favorite drink?
2: I like Anejo. So like any liquor that's like Anejo flavor. Is mm. that
0: like
2: a tequila flavor? Yeah, tequila. Yeah, like a tequila.
0: tequila. You know in Tampa they open up this ice cream spot called um, I think it's Ivy and Rosa um, something. Some, some Las Vegas ice cream spot where they are served ice cream infused liquor. I said, what?
2: What?
0: Yes, ice cream infused liquor. They want you
2: to use the bathroom. (laughs) You know, somebody
0: said that to me earlier today. They were like, I would if you give me that, I'm going to be on the bathroom. I'm like, damn, (laughs) what are you, lactose intolerant?
1: But you just got to think about it. Even if you're not lactose intolerant, like most times it's ice cream. Like ice cream will make you go to the bathroom after a while, but then like mixing it with liquor too. That's like mixing milk
2: and liquor together. Oh, no, no, no. Like, Man, <laughs> but, but I was then, still trying it, so. though. I was still yeah, trying Yeah, I like trying things, so I'll try I, I
0: like, see, I've been meaning to get over there and try I've just been busy and stuff, but one of these days, I'm going to try it. I'm going to let y'all know how it went, yes. you know what I'm saying? But, I, but I, I guess I'm just one of those people that I just haven't haven't done the ice cream and liquor combination. I tried it one time with like, Haagen-Dazs, but yeah, I didn't really taste the liquor in that, you know what I'm saying? But I think this this brand actually has the actual liquor in it. I think it said like seven or eight percent liquor by volume mm. in the ice cream pints. So
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to try that. No, it's worth
0: it. a try. It's worth a try. If you want to temper go ahead and try that restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Um, just look up coffee few liquor infused ice cream. It, it should pop up for y'all. But ladies, but ladies, I'm going to pull this topic. Shout out to Kendra from the Coffee with Kendra podcast. I'm pulling this topic straight from her podcast. How do y'all feel like if y'all are in a relationship, how do y'all feel if your your significant other is on people's pages, liking and commenting on their photos? Are you tripping about it or are you, it's just, it's just not, a, not a factor?
2: Okay. Yeah. Liking, because you know... It's a difference between like, Mm. so, you know, like how Instagram and Twitter have like the like button and you can just go like it with the heart, but like you go to Facebook and you see like, okay, here's a thumbs up. Here's a heart. Like things are different. So it's different ways, but I just feel like it depends on what they're commenting to, um, Or what they're saying, but I, it don't really bother me, but comments, I feel like it comments would bother me versus likes on the photo because I mean like if I see somebody or on Instagram or wherever I may like they photo and don't think anything of it like they could be dressed really good you know or they're going out on vacation or something like that but versus a comment that's taking in an extra step so I feel like maybe a comment is is tempting but a like not for me same I feel like with
1: somebody liking a picture it I don't think that I would buzz by it at all especially because like the person I'm gonna date like that's somebody that I know so I'm not questioning or worried about what they what their intentions are or anything because they're just liking the picture but like Keisha said if it was to like them comment now that's a whole nother story because that means that now you're making some interaction with this person and what you're doing it for. Like, what you gonna say, it's a nice picture because other than that, you're, like, you're putting hearts on there. You're, you're, you're making another type of connection that I don't think that you need to do. So yeah, I feel like comment, just a stir up. Like you you trying to stir up something, but a like, that's nothing. Half of the time you just scrolling, you really not even paying attention to what you like and you just clicking on a button. As you go,
0: so that's yeah. real. That's real, and I, I'm I'm glad y'all expressed it like that because most people I've I've encountered and I've heard from other people on social media they blow up if you like another woman photo. Like, why are you liking her photo? Like, why? Oh my goodness, why are you liking her photo? And they'd be tripping about it. But the part that really really scared me is if I see your DMs and you DMing this person all the time, and I'm like, right. Okay. That's going to be the red flag right there. Like, And also, and I will say the comments as well can also stir up conversations because be careful on whose photos you comment on. Because guess what? You comment on the right photo, there's significant other might chime in like, hey, what the fuck you doing? And you know what I'm saying? Why you commenting on their face? So it's like, I would definitely be worried more about the comments and the DMs because the comments and the DMs will likely stir up some drama. Like, why is this person commenting on the photo? Or... And then it's like, damn, now y'all having words and beef for no reason.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, a like is a like, too. I just feel like that's just wasting energy and just mm-hmm. starting unnecessary arguments. <laughs> and like with that, because
1: like how you were saying how they'll be like, oh, why, why are you liking that person's picture? I honestly feel like that's just insecurity, because if you if you love yourself, what you worrying about what that person liking? Like, I think that is a lot of insecurity that goes behind why girls or guys may be irritated or make them upset when somebody's like in the pictures.
0: Yes, yes, it definitely is. So it's like you got to definitely address. First of all, you definitely got to. What I'm hearing is you got to address it yourself, like ask yourself, why am I triggered by this? Why is this triggering me so much? You know what I'm saying? Before you sit down and just go in on this person because it may you may sit down and realize it may be nothing but then mm-hmm. by the time you realize that y'all done start a whole argument. Right. hmm And and plus it's just something else to break up happy couples, you know what I'm saying? And happy bonds. And it's like and I feel like people if you if a like or comment if it can get under your skin that much, that's something you really don't like this person. It's just you're just looking for something. You're just nitpicking now.
1: Like you ain't you ain't ready for marriage? Because marriage
0: yes, is a whole right. thing. <laughs> Yes, yes, you're really not ready for marriage. Speaking of marriage, what do y'all say to people who now might not think about getting married? Because uh, going back to celebrity news, I saw this today about how Dr. Dre got to pay his got to pay his white woman three million dollars a year in alimony until she gets married or passes away. Man,
1: I'm
2: like. She's not getting married. <laughs> okay, and if she
1: is, it's going to be a secret because <laughs> she ain't passing up on that money.
0: Uh-huh. And, some, and now I heard some people are saying that they're going to try to appeal it because she did sign a prenup. But I'm like, my goodness. But I know it's chump change. I know they might say it's chump change, but deep down, he don't want to have paid this fund this woman lifestyle.
2: Shouldn't have to. I mean, it's for the kids at the end of the day or, like, I feel like when people should still give, you know, give the wife or, you know, the husband money throughout the the, the divorce that it should be if they have, like, kids it's supporting the kids. Like, why should you have to do it for just the, the significant other? That's weird.
1: Yeah, or I think, like, another thing, Keisha, that you said it, it could possibly be because so say is the guy says that he doesn't want her to work or something, you know, so you sitting at home and you're not working because of, you know, his decision and your decision to not work. I feel like that could be maybe something of like, OK, I I should get some money because, you know, I'm the reason I'm home is because you told me to stay home, even though at the end of the day, girls don't stay home. Get your own money. <laughs> but, <laughs> <just home>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I would say, ladies, uh, this comes from a mass of Y'all might need to go ahead and get your own money because what if y'all get a man that's paying for everything? Guess what he's going to be trying to do? He's going to be trying to control your every move. He's going to be trying to mm-hmm. control everything of your life as if he a goddamn dictator. So please, get your own mm-hmm. money and contribute something to the house. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying go 50-50. Contribute something, you know what I'm saying?
2: Please.
0: Uh, keep mm-hmm. your keep your love of independence, you know what I'm saying? To keep them on his mm-hmm. P's and Q's, you know what I'm saying? Because if you live off of them and then all of a sudden you just split up, good luck trying to um right. be on feet.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel so, like a lot of men do like no, I'll take that back. <laughs> I have, I, have, I have a quick thought. Like, do you think that a lot of men are intimidated by women that are independent?
0: If they are, they're scared. <clears throat> they scared to rise to the occasion. yeah. Because now, will I say there are some or do some women come off as too independent? Yeah, I've, I've encountered some that are very just standoffish and just don't want a man. But now I can encounter some women who are independent, but they still cool people. You know what I'm saying? You just got to be on your P's and Q's. It's like you just got to be on it. You know what I'm saying? And she because at the end of the day, if she see you still being a man, she's gonna she's gonna be soft and that will allow her to be a woman in some areas because y'all don't wanna I know that um I've heard uh, from different books and stuff that say y'all don't wanna always be tough all the time y'all wanna be soft and be feminine and be yourself so it's like if you're a strong man, that independent woman's gonna let you lead
1: that part. but, but <laughs> you get some people that
0: are just so damn weak minded. Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. this is looking talk. If you don't know now, you know, if you gonna hit minute 41, I I'm just telling me you're enjoying this. So please like, comment, subscribe, give us some feedback. Let me know if you want to get better. And also, if you want to come on the podcast for season four, go ahead and hit us up as well. Um, keeping with the debates and stuff, I see another thing I pulled off social media, you know what I'm saying? I heard what do y'all think about people wanting to break tradition? Like they're saying I heard some women saying that. If the man is not married to them, they're not gonna give that man your their child that that man's last name. What do y'all think about that?
2: So also, like the tradition is always giving the child, the, yeah. the man's last name. But if they're not married, that the child can have the woman's the last, name.
0: last name. What do y'all think about that?
2: I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I got two perspectives to it, like. Honestly, I don't think it's really a tradition because I've seen it a lot of times that there's a lot of kids who have like their mom last name because of the mom and dad not being together. So it's not to me. It is not a shock. Um, However, I do think that it's complicated because of me working with kids now, I can see the complication of things where when you have like the same name as your dad but say if your dad isn't in the picture so this mom and put the dad last name on it just because of tradition but your mom is always there so you know there's like always like okay well which one is their last name or is it the mom last name or the dad last name so I think like it makes kids feel confused or like not really understanding things but I do feel like it's okay to have the dad last name if y'all aren't together or married, but you know, y'all are still co-parent. I think that it's good to still have like the dad name. Last yeah, name. Um,
2: I feel that way too.
0: Yeah. I feel, I, I definitely feel like, you know what I'm saying? it's just stick with tradition. You know what I'm saying? Instead of where there's no confusion or nothing like that, because I come from a parent that was raised with a single parent and I got my dad's last name. Um, and unlike one of my siblings who has who um took her mom's last name because the mom was just so fed up with the dad but i didn't really hear no confusion out of it so ladies and gentlemen just go ahead if you made the baby with the man just go ahead and stick
2: to, to, um,
0: tradition. <laughs> you know I mean? let's just go ahead and stick to, to um tradition so that way they know who their daddy is you know what i'm saying so
2: yeah i was thinking that in my mind like i mean you came from the mom and like it's really like the mom's Duty whether the dad is in their life or not If you had like the last name that's just Something from the dad that and you yeah.
0: yeah yeah Just something to carry on you know what I'm saying It's like I'll admit I don't Know everybody on my dad's side of the family Because that's how bad my dad is but um Prayers up for speaking of that dad Prayers up for him because he's in the hospital I was at, oh, in the hospital For the past couple of days And they're like Vic why are you saying prayers up But look I can't control the fact that he was never really a dad, but I can control what I can control. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'm going to be good to him in his in his twilight years even though it's like he was never really, really around. So once again, prayers up to dad. And also family members, get y'all shit together. Get in order to <laughs> make peace with each other because it causes a lot of mess when somebody uh, is in the hospital and y'all don't know what the hell is going to go on. Y'all don't know who's mm. what. And get your get your business in order. You know what I'm saying, like the mm-hmm. wills and all that. Get all that in order, so that way, if yes. something do happen, you're prepared.
2: Mm-hmm. When all of the GoFundmes and everything that we try to risk and do, when someone dies, we could have took care of it way before. Right. Yes.
0: way 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 before so yes please get that taken care of ladies and gentlemen this is look and talk the more you drink the better we sound so y'all might want to get your liquor get your liquor out, because now we gonna hit the main topic of this episode now quick sidebar are either one of y'all mothers do y'all have kids either one of y'all
2: no
0: okay cool okay now talk to me about Wait,
2: i, I am a mother i am a mother I have
0: a dog, mom. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> now, the reason I asked is I just don't want to offend nobody with this topic. So to all my parents, to all my single moms out there, um, this might not apply to you, but if it does, we're sorry in advance. But um, this was topic was suggested by a listener. And this was something that I think we all can relate to, Black Mama Trauma. Because I think everybody can tell a story about how that what their mamas did when they were growing up that was so traumatic. And then I find out, your mama did that? My mama did that. It's like, your mama had you in church for three hours? My mama had me in church for three hours. My mama was praying all the time. My mama was too. My mama didn't believe in this. Every, what I found in the black community is like, we all suffer from some kind of traumas from our mamas. What do y'all think about that?
2: Yeah, that's a good topic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It is. And it's definitely true because a lot of our mamas are similar.
0: And mm-hmm. that, and that's the one thing I've learned about just talking to different black people. Like a lot of mamas are similar. Now, any mamas listening to this, don't take it as y'all get a bad rep. You know what I'm saying? Don't <laughs> take offense. It's just, we got to vent out our frustrations and the things we've overcome. And some of those some of those things we had to overcome because y'all kind of put us in those predicaments. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. how how have y'all overcome any traumas that y'all got from dealing with y'all mamas growing up?
1: <laughs>
2: oh. um, <laughs> uh, I'll say I'm just now overcoming a lot of it. Um, I'll say like my mom is more like a strict mom growing up and that's because she went to the army for years and she's way way strict so I'll say like a lot of things that she found that was important I was more of like a laid-back child so a lot of things that mattered to her didn't matter to me um and then also having like a father in my life as well and knowing that he's more laid-back I would run to like my father when my mama would have all this nagging and all this coming to me Mm-hmm. With things I don't want to hear so like my mom she was just really strict and I'll just say that I was like the complete opposite of like what she expected me to be or like the different dreams and the different things that I wanted to do was just the complete opposite but I mean got older and accomplished those goals and dreams and she's like oh it is okay that she's not like me or the same as what I wanted her to be type of thing mm-hmm.
0: That's real. That's great.
2: What
1: about you, Q? See, my I don't don't really have, like, that trauma. Like, you know, I just have, like, the normal things of, oh, like, my mama did that, too, when I was growing up. But I think that uh, one of the things that I'm finding out as I've gotten older, though, is more of my mom, I don't know, anything. I think it's more of just the one thing I would say is the, y'all, I'm really, I don't know. I don't think that, I, that she okay really if has. It's okay that you, it don't.
0: Really yeah, like, I'm like, you.
1: I don't think that, I think it's more of like on, more of like my dad than my mom. Like how Keisha was saying how her mom was so strict. Like that was more of my dad and my mom was like, laid back but strict in a calm way. So it was never like anything. I was like, "Oh my gosh!"
2: <laughs> so you're a mama's girl?
1: Mm, no, oh I'm a, I'm I'm a daddy's girl. But like, even though me, and my mama great. just yes, yes. Like even though he's super strict, it was just more of like, okay, he just he just talking type <laughs> of thing. <laughs> uh,
0: well, for me, it's like. My mom, it just, she put so much energy into like the wrong things. Like, she cares so much about school, but didn't really care about like how I was developing. Like, really didn't care about the fact that I was getting picked on, I was getting bullied and not stand up for myself because I was scared of what she would do to me if I got suspended from school. It's like, I had one of those moms that was just so hard on me about school. And it's like, I found myself getting bitter because, like, you were so hard on me about this education, but I'm not really using it in my adult life because guess what? It's like jobs aren't really looking at your college degrees anymore because us black people start getting them. And it's just the value of the degree kind of went down because everybody started getting them. Everybody would start going to college and everybody start graduating. So it's like the things you were trying to value it is just, it weren't really helping. And it's like, and what parents didn't do was they didn't embrace their child's strength. They didn't, try if you see your child is passionate about something, they're trying it but you're not really helping them and also me, me dealing with a single mom is like I didn't have my dad around so my mom didn't do a good job of picking good decent men for me to learn from it's like so it's like how I became a learn how to become a man was being in college and having to learn how to get out of my shell and and everything mm-hmm. it's like everything you see that me i got to that I've learned it myself because i learned from college is just I had to get away from my mom because it's like, I understand protection, but sometimes you just got to let me live life a little bit. It's just, it's just, and then sometimes, and also, and also when it comes to women and dating, it's like, you did everything for me to accommodate a woman, but you didn't teach me what kind of woman that I need to, I need to be looking yes. for and what woman do I need to just not waste my time on. And then when I did get rejected by girls, it was never Never, I never heard any words of affirmation, words of encouragement. I mean, shout out to my mm-hmm. sister because I know one time a girl did me wrong, but just she says, Bro, you a king, don't even worry about her, she ain't, shit. you know what I'm saying? That's why I need to hear from my mom. But have I healed from those things? Yeah, because I learned I went through life and realized going through your 20s is pretty hard, you know what I'm saying? This life is pretty hard, so I will say that us people we gotta learn to forgive our parents.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: For so, sure like, like, how do y'all think we, people need to just go about forgiving their parents?
2: Oh, I mean, we just need to understand because, like, even though I'm not a parent yet, but we just need to understand that even though you're a parent, you don't know everything, you're still learning. So whether mm-hmm. my mom, she's still learning, whether I'm a parent, I'm still learning. Like, it's just a learning process through the generation. So just understanding that, like, none of our parents are perfect. Um, it's just, we live every day to learn. So just have that understanding that relationship with them. Yes. Yeah.
1: I think also like just with the understanding, but like being open, like having those conversations with them as you are getting older and you become an adult. I think that we often sometimes kind of just, we, we deal with something as we're younger and then we kind of just move on from it and never acknowledge it. But I think with understanding truly like what our parents had to go through or what our parents, like the decisions that they made, I think it comes with us having conversations like, you know, when you did this to me or when you said this, this is how I felt about it. And on their side, they are able to explain like, well, you don't know where I was in that time frame. Like maybe they were young. They were trying to figure out how they were just going to provide for us. Or maybe they were just, like Keisha said, just trying their best with what they had because their parents didn't have all the resources so now they're trying to find resources for us i think it's it's just a generation of them still learning and every generation is different altogether because it's something new to the table that you got to learn that you didn't know before Mm -hmm.
0: yes that's definitely agreed now now what do you say to the people who might be our age but it's just not just totally to cut both their parents off not really really dealing with them because of of what they did to my child. How will you say to them to help them heal from anything they they um any traumatic things that they got from their parents?
1: Um the one thing I would say is that if you already cut them off and you have it in your head that you don't want to communicate with them ever again in life, I think that you still got to forgive them so that you can forgive yourself and so that you can really live your life because You say that you're over it or that you're cutting them off, but like you're still walking around with anger or it's affecting you in other areas of your life that you don't know because you have never talked about it or acknowledged it or dealt with it. So even if you're not talking to them directly, I think that you have to have those conversations with yourself and let, you know, and tell yourself that, hey, this is what I went through. And no, I'm never going to get the answer to why it happened that way. But I'm going to let it go because I know that this is affecting my relationship or I know it's affecting me raising my children. So I think that that's the biggest thing that, you know, that they have to do is just kind of just let it go. Like they have to truly let it go and forgive them, regardless if you want to have a relationship with them.
2: Yeah. And sometimes it's better to just uh, let it out. Like if you had that relationship or you don't want to have that relationship, at least having that conversation, like what Kia said with them and just let all your feelings out of just every, all the buildup that you have, it feels better, whether you're going to continue the relationship or if you're not going to continue the relationship. Um, But just letting that go and letting that hurt go will make you definitely feel better in life. I'll say that for me. Yeah. Um,
0: I want to say that I would say no answer that I would say definitely you just got to express yourself or just find a way to be cordial but send a message to them that hey that I just still kind of don't appreciate you and parents out there it's okay to say I'm sorry to your kids you <laughs> might it mm-hmm. might just change them you never know because I'll admit I think it was like my junior year of college my mom finally admitted she, she said, okay, I fucked up when I married him. I, I should never married him. I'm like, I said, "Here, you finally admit something I've known for years, it finally opened the door for me to be like, okay, you're human. You, you're you admitting you're wrong. It's like, and for me, mm-hmm. I, I, if somebody can admit to me, hey, I'm sorry, I messed up, I respect that because it's like not many people have it in them to come to you face-to-face or over the phone or however, be like, hey, I'm sorry. And it's like, it is what it is. Now, some people, you're just going to have to deal with it. Just, it is what it is. Like, the best thing you could do is just be there for them. It's like, like my dad, it's just, he was never really there. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not bitter with him about it. I'm just, you know, at this point, I'm just like, look, I just want to see you live your best years. You know what I'm saying? So, so once again, Mm -hmm. parents, it's okay to apologize to your kids. Let them know if you messed up or don't be just coming there, being all nice to them out of nowhere.
2: No, so yeah, stay up. Go. Sorry, have
0: that conversation. Oh, y'all parents did that too.
2: Yeah, I'll take you mm-hmm. shot. <laughs> <Or laughs> they feel bad. Like, they feel bad
0: about something they did to you, so now they're gonna be all nice to you.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? They you feel my bad for now. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: feel bad for busting in your door on Saturday morning, and got the loud music blasted to start cleaning. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Well yeah. maybe
0: they feel bad for have you sit in church all Saturday all for three hours. <laughs> uh, no, nah, they gotta go to all three services, not just the first right. one. They gotta go to <laughs> all
2: three.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it is crazy. And and then, um, but yeah, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, please forgive your parents because it'll help mm-hmm. you in the long run, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know what they went through, you know what I'm saying. And sometimes you get older and you realize what you get, a, you start to see their, your grandparents, and you're like, Dad, my mom had to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Mom, I'm, I'm sorry if I gave you any crap because I'm seeing <laughs>
1: like
0: your, your mom or your dad is like the grandparent. Because it's amazing when you see them when you're older, you're like, This is what you had to go through? I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay, I'm sorry. But you know. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, we all need to heal from that. You know what I'm saying? It's, we about to be in 2020. We about to be in 2022. If before y'all know it, you know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, y'all need to heal from it. You know because what I've learned is through Twitter, through um other platforms, is there are so many people that can relate to your black parent drunk trauma. So tell me what y'all got in store for the people coming soon on on the Cloud Podcast.
2: Hmm. Well, we do have a lot of (laughs) dope episodes coming their way every other week, every other Sunday. Well, anytime Sunday we'll release the episode. So make sure like you guys tune in. We'll always be live like Facebook, Instagram for more episodes. We do have a lot coming. A lot. far as like I started something on the side like with interviews and kind of getting to know more people artists influencers business owners podcasters like just being more open with the clouds and our listeners getting to know them and just building our network I'll say it's coming too
0: that's real and I see you be selling them drinks too they be looking oh, I'm like okay. god damn
1: <laughs> Like, can you ship one to me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: them drinks be looking good. So I'm like, God damn, I'm not in Benton Harbor. I'm here in Tampa. God damn them drinks look good
2: stuff. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, yeah, we just started a bakery and everything. So the weekends, I go to Benton Harbor, and I sell, sell, sell. <laughs>
0: hey, you, you beasting at it, though. You beasting at it. I see you, though. You beasting
2: at it. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to see that you see. Right. <laughs> nice.
0: Flip them treats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: So I got I got two more questions. I got another question. Now next week is the season finale <laughs> and I'm going to have a whole bunch of men like just four black men. It's going to be myself and four other black men. What are some questions? What's the question y'all want to ask the man from a lady's perspective? It could be about anything.
2: Mm. I mean, what's some things that they feel like are some good qualities of a good woman? That's a general question, but just just curious.
0: okay, I'll get that on there. That's a good one.
2: Um
1: mine would be like with the relationship too. it would be what what do you see as some of like the difficulties that you have had in relationships with females? like what has been something that has been difficult to maybe get through them. Mm.
0: Okay, those are some definitely good topics. i definitely talk to the fellows about for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. And lastly, why do y'all got a dope platform. Now I want y'all to tell the people why do they need to come on the cloud and tune in with y'all.
2: I mean the cloud is lit. It's it's a long road to get up there. I'm just saying. But <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an easy road. But no, I mean, we just we're just two fun co-hosts, like we're real cool. Um, just feel like we have a lot that we want to share with everyone. So just overall, like we're very beneficial and fun at the same time, both educated women um in our society. So I just feel that they should definitely give us a chance. Uh, try us out. We're on every, like, social platform, social media and platform as far as, like, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them. So, like, they can definitely check us out anywhere. Yes.
0: That's real well. I want to thank you, ladies, for coming on Liquor Talk, having around with the boss. Today. I want to thank y'all. I appreciate it. And whenever y'all ready for me to come on the cloud and join y'all for a podcast, like I tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm just one DM away. When y'all ready to have me on, let's let's we'll let go to work. Let's make it happen. You
2: no, know, definitely will. And I yeah. have my liquor next time. <laughs> right. yeah, i'll be prepared yes
0: yes, yes. so when like i said whenever y'all were whenever y'all ready for me come on y'all just let me know i'm ready to go and ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Look and Talk. remember next episode will be the last call the season four finale and also shout out to mr dewan J. phenomenal job on that spoken word project called Before They Kill Me, A Premonition. Go ahead and check that out if you've done so already. Then shout out to him for sponsoring this episode. And thank you all for listening to this episode. Remember, the more you drink, the better we sound. Until next time, we out this thing. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Bye.